Welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive presented by CordCutting.com. I am Media Melanie here with... And I'm Emily. And today we are live streaming uh, all about Van. Viva la Van, as we yes. say. Uh, the unkillable Yellow Jackets character. Yes. She's got nine lives, I'm convinced. She is absolutely a cat with nine lives, and she's still got a few to go. So we're not, we're not anticipating yeah. her character going anywhere for now, despite the terminal cancer. Um, yeah. And we'll get into that in just a second. But we wanted to just promote a couple things. Welcome everybody here. Uh, we have a merch shop now, you guys. This is very exciting news. Um, we have the best designers, uh, our friend Erin, and then also Chloe, who worked very hard on some incredible designs that are all available at yellowjacketshiveshop.com. Um, I'm they're actually so wearing. Good. They're, they're so, so good. good. So good. So I'm wearing my Buzz 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 tank top. Let me show it off a little. Yes. I'm wearing one too. I'm wearing. Um... I'm wearing the spill one. Oh, so nice. <laughs> love, love, love our new merch. So yeah, go check it out, yellowjacketshiveshop.com. We've got um, a whole array of items, um, everything yeah. from bags, what's for dinner. We've also got this design on an apron. We've got hoodies. Uh, we've got um, wine tumblers, glassware. We also have playing cards. Um, and we yes. guarantee all of the queens are in the deck <laughs> and all have their eyes. So in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, we have bumper stickers. We have bandanas for your pets. Like, yep, we have no. literally everything. <laughs> we do. And you know what? I've got my Yellow Jackets Hive notebook, which I'm using to take all of my notes on all of the episodes and everything that we're covering. Um, so, yeah, we are very, very excited about the merch. So, yeah. go check it out. You know what? We've also got a Patreon while we're here. Uh, if you want to buzz in, we do offer some exclusive content, some special perks. We've got two tiers, $3 and $6, about the cup of a cost of a cup of coffee. And mm. that is patreon.com slash Hive podcast. Yeah, you can do things like offer up episode suggestions of things that you'd want to hear us cover. We do fan Zooms, which are so much fun to get together with a bunch of other people that love Yellow Jackets and talk about Yellow Jackets. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. We've done trivia a couple times too. Um, our friend Kim actually won the last one and I had ordered her shirt this week. So Kim, that is coming your way. And um, speaking of which, um, merch and whatnot, we are actually doing a giveaway in this episode. There's a Patreon yes. giveaway separate um, and we gave instructions in Patreon. So patrons, if you're watching, you know what to do. Do that sometime during the stream to have a chance to win. Um, we're giving away our Viva LeVan sticker sheet. Now these these are not available in the shop. These are just exclusive for this giveaway and some future giveaways. There's three Viva LeVan stickers along with a Yellow Jackets Hive sticker on the sheet. So uh, we're going to give you a couple of chances to enter. Van, she has the shop called While You Were Streaming. Mm -hmm. The first time we see the shop, there's a sandwich board on the outside of it with a quote from a movie character. We would like you to drop the name of that movie character in the comments at some point during the broadcast. And for everybody who does and who knows the answer to that, you will be eligible to win one of our sticker sheets. So get to work, people. Get to work. Yeah, you might have to do some citizen detective work to figure that one out because I definitely didn't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, we'll give you a clue. It, it actually pertains to one of the Yellow Jackets cast members in kind of a roundabout way. So mm -hmm. maybe that clue helps. Maybe not. Yeah. Either way, make sure you find the answer and drop it in the comments before the live stream ends. 
Yes. Yes. And without further ado, let us dive in to adult van and teen van and all about their character. Um, first, we should note, Emily, that you actually wrote an article for our partners at Cord Cutting. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about the article? I titled it Van, uh, Yellow Jackets goalie Van Palmer. Then I saw her face. Is she a believer? Play off the song that everybody knows, obviously. And in the article, I kind of highlight her journey throughout the show as in regards to what she believes is happening to them out in the woods and what she believes in we see very early on is Lottie and it kind of talks about their relationship, how it impacts her and then her journey into adulthood. When we meet her, we very much see somebody that is very different from the van that we meet in the, in the teen timeline. And it kind of talks about that a little bit. It's just an evolution of, like I said, her thought process and trying to make sense as to what's happening to them out there. That's right. And and I will say I loved your use of song titles yeah. as the headings in the article. That was very clever. So if you've not yet read Emily's article on Van or any of our other articles, you can catch those at cordcutting.com slash yellowjackets-hive. Uh, cord Cutting, our, our Hive Hub page is set up like a blog. So you go to it, you yeah. can watch our most recent video, and you can scroll down and click on each post for each piece of content. And um. Cord cutting in general is great because they yeah. also educate us on the best streaming services, the best streaming devices, internet service providers, and also shows to be watching. Um, mm -hmm. I actually just finished today an article about Cruel Summer Season 2, and it is titled, I Watched Cruel Summer Season 2, So You Don't Have To. And that will be coming <laughs> soon. I'm excited to unveil that. I will say uh, Cruel Summer Season 2 was kind of a letdown for me. I loved Season 1. Season 2 did not do it for me, so I covered that I realize it's not yellow jackets, it is pop culture in the same genre. So, either way, cordcutting.com has got all kinds of awesome content from our yellow jacket stuff to other shows. Be yeah. sure to check it out. Mm -hmm. That's where to go to find shows to watch. Yep, that's right, cordcutting.com. Before we dive more into Van's character, um, as you mentioned, Emily, um, her belief in Lottie, we do think mm -hmm. that that might have something to do with her staying alive. But yeah. as we know from a behind-the-scenes perspective, Liv Hewson was actually not going to continue on as Van past season one. Their character's death um, was actually supposed to happen in season one, and yeah. Liv Hewson acted their way into another season of the show, which I think is amazing. Yeah, that's so impressive. They yes. loved they loved their performance so much that they didn't want to do away with them. And nope. Liv Hewson is the best band like I could ever imagine. They are actually absolutely perfect. Like they are. And then adding on Lauren Ambrose as adult band is just such a nice one-two punch. I think that both of the characters just uh, come together so well. As Melanie Linsky said in a Vulture article, Liv, who is now a regular, was supposed to die in the first season, but they were so great they kept they uh, were kept around. Van came close to dying a couple of times in season one of Yellow Jackets, but apparently one of those near deaths was originally intended to stick. And if I had to guess, I would say it was the wolf attack. Oh right? yeah, I mean, Absolutely. it has to be. It has mm -hmm. to be. 
Yes. And, and, yeah. and truly Van does seem to have nine lives. Um, as we'll get into, of course, we discover that adult Van has terminal cancer with only a few months to live yet. Now we're beginning to question whether that diagnosis will translate into a death given the whole hunt situation, the sacrifice mm-hmm. and them giving it what it wanted. So, yeah. Oof. Yeah. So why don't we start with season one van, BWA. What does BWA stand for? (laughs) Before Wolf Attack. Van has always been this kind of like comic relief from the very start. Oh, yeah. And we also got a peek into Van's home life a little bit Mm -hmm. in season one, which we did not get from all the characters. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that glimpse that we saw, Emily. It was interesting because it was such a short little clip, but I felt like we learned a lot about Van in that moment at the same time. Um, She was kind of smacking her mom in the face to wake her up to drive her to the plane for nationals. So that to me kind of showed that Van probably had to act like an adult a lot earlier than other kids her age did because if you're wake if you're having to wake your mom up to do things like that they might not be the most reliable parent and That's right. we didn't see we didn't see a dad so we don't we don't know if her parents were still together um but I think she kind of uses humor as a defense mechanism too, like big time. You took the words right out of my mouth. That was literally the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. Definitely uses the humor as a crutch and coping mechanism to deal with all the trauma in uh, Van's home life along with everything that they're experiencing out in the wilderness. And yeah. I mean, Van has her first brush with death almost right away when the plane crashes. I mean, she should have been a goner right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, she should have been a goner like because of the crash itself. And then not only that, she was trapped in her seatbelt and couldn't get her seatbelt unbuckled with the plane being on fire directly behind her. And the fact that she was able to get herself out of that seatbelt, I still remember watching the first time and watching her run out of that plane and being like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, are you serious? This girl survived. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And her snide comment towards Jackie about, you know, um, how she focused on saving Shauna and getting them out of the plane and really didn't go back for Van and Van survived anyway. And was it the corn nuts she made a comment Mm -hmm. about? You want to save the corn nuts? Yeah. Exactly. And gosh, Van had some really exceptional one-liners throughout the entire first season and also one of the best wardrobes, right? She, mm-hmm. of course, is wearing the co-ed naked soccer shirt. And uh, if you're not aware yet, we also did a um, collaboration with Coed Naked. And if you shop coednaked.com with promo code HIVE20, you will save 20% site-wide on any Coed Naked purchase, including our... Coed Naked Podcasting, Catch a Vibe in the Hive shirt, Emily. Yes. Yes. They have so many good ones. Like I've said before, almost any sport you could ever think of, even things that aren't sport, they have beer pong t-shirts. Cornhole. I mean, you name (laughs) it, they have it. And it was just really nice to see that co-ed naked in there. We mention it every time we talk about Van and the co-ed naked shirt. Uh, Of course, they've got a similar soccer one in their shop as well. So check it out. Coednaked.com, Hive 20. But back to the subject matter at hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So Van definitely seems to have these nine lives. Emily, tell us about the other 
uh, brushes with death that Van's character had in season one. Well, as we just said, she almost gets burned to death after the initial plane crash. And then when Laura Lee finds the plane and she starts it up, Van is standing in front of the plane and she almost gets sliced by the propeller. If it wasn't for Jackie, of all people, who stepped (laughs) in her way, which I still can't believe that she did that. That was very out of character for Jackie. Very out of character. Um, Then the wolf attack itself, obviously. And right after the wolf attack, when the girls assume that she's dead, they build that funeral pyre and they put her on the pyre and they set it on fire. And that's when they realize that she's not dead. (laughs) I always go back to this anytime we discuss the wolf scene. How did they not know she was still alive or check for a pulse? Granted, huge trauma injuries, all that stuff. The pulse could have been very faint. But I'm just saying, before burning a body, I would triple check to make sure that that body is in fact dead. Because it it was not not dead. Yeah. Not dead. And if it wasn't for Mari realizing that, like, she very well could have burned, like, burned to death. And has had so many close calls when it comes to dying. (laughs) Right. And there was a talisman involved with the whole like wolf journey, right? Tell mm-hmm. us more about the talisman and how maybe her not having it anymore was what ended up causing the wolf attack. I very much feel like when Lottie gives Van that talisman, that that is like the seed that gets planted in Van that makes her believe that Lottie has some kind of gift or powers. Because along with giving her that talisman and telling her it'll keep her safe, She also tells Van about a dream that she had the night before, and she had a dream about red smoke and a river of blood. And while they're on their journey to find help, they pass a stream that is red. And Van, like, really looks into that. Like, that is for her, like, a warning sign. Like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Maybe we need to go back. And she even voices that. She says to the group, like, Maybe Lottie was right. Maybe we need to turn around. And Ty kind of just like brushes her off and says like, if you guys want to go back, like by all means, but I'm losing daylight. Like I'm going to keep going. And Van had it, had the talisman on and Ty commented on it. I think she said something like, what the fuck is that? And she explained that Lottie gave it to her. And Ty obviously thought that that was really silly and stupid, but the night of the wolf attack, when Van is getting attacked, Ty wakes up in a fucking tree, first of all. In a fucking tree. Still, still don't know how she got up there because it looked to me like she was so high. Like when she jumped down, I don't even know how she managed to land on her feet. And but, without breaking a limb yeah. or injuring herself at all. Yeah. And when she wakes up, she notices herself wearing the talisman and holding a flare gun in her hand. She jumps down from the tree and sees Misty, Mari, and Aquila fighting off wolves with torches and asks where Van is. And that's when she realizes Van is being mauled. She goes, grabs an axe, kills the wolf. Well, first she shot it with a flare gun, which I don't know why. I don't know why she did that because I don't think it would have actually killed it. But I think in that moment she was just trying to do anything to make scare the wolf. them off or get yeah. them get them off of her. Anything, anything. Yeah, 
Yeah. And she, that, her taking that talisman just made me wonder if she never took it from her and like, would it actually have kept her safe? Was Lottie like actually onto something? Did she really know that something bad was going to happen to them? It sure seems that way. The vivid dream of the river of red and whatnot. And Van just really seemed to buy into all this Lottie stuff right from the beginning. And she was really one of the first throughout the series to be a big Lottie supporter. Of course, that does Mm -hmm. shift once we get to the adult timeline. But yeah, I mean, her her buy-in is um, maybe maybe what's keeping her alive, that belief in Lottie. Perhaps that's contributing to these nine lives, you know, that she has. Um, yeah. And with the wolf attack, we later learn that Van tells Ty that she saw, she saw something when that happened, yeah. like some shadowy figure standing over her. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was that the it? Is there a supernatural? Was it something else? I mean... If you go back and watch that scene, like where she comes to and she's looking up and she sees them all surrounding her, you can see what looks like shadowy figures, like in between the other girls. So that to me, I always thought that that's what she was referring to. Like she thought she saw someone or something else. And she even says that to Ty. She says like, I don't know what I saw, but I saw something. Something was out there with us. Like, we are not alone out here. And Ty, again, just kind of, like, brushes it off and acts like Van is acting like this because she went through a traumatic experience. She almost died. Like, trying to make logical sense of something that there might not actually be any logic behind. Then we come to after the wolf attack, AWA, if you will. (laughs) And it's at that point that Van seems to withdraw from the group just a little bit, even Thaisa. And it made her feel like she really needed something to keep her safe and really caused more of that belief in Lottie because in some way she did believe that Lottie knew what was going to happen and that perhaps yep. becoming closer to her and and continuing that buy-in would would keep her safe and I mean she's she's still with us so yeah it kind of worked I think that after the wolf attack happened she that made her think that Lottie like she thinks that Lottie knew something was going to happen to them she told them not to go well she didn't tell them not to go but she told them that like they needed this talisman to keep them safe. So she obviously had some feeling that something bad was going to happen and none of them listened to her. And I think in that, that moment after that happened, that not just Van, other girls started to pay attention to Lottie as well. And they started, especially Laura Lee, like Laura Lee definitely. Yep. And then, of course, Laura Lee did not make it. And that leaves Van as one of the top Lottie disciples or acolytes, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, Shift from Good Morning Mayberry had a, a comment here about the volleying of neglect from Van's mom to Ty stealing her talisman, ditching the post for her to be eaten by literal wolves in her sleep, leaves her nothing healthy to anchor to, yet she stays loving. And, you know, that's a really good take. She does stay loving. She does continue this comedic relief um, Mm -hmm. throughout. And she's been through so much shit. I would say probably more than anybody in the wilderness timeline, perhaps except for Shauna, who of course 
birthed a baby. Or and, Travis. Or Travis. You know, Travis has been through a lot of shit too. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. There's been a lot of suffering out there. A lot of suffering out there. But like physically, physically, physically she's physically. been through the most trauma out of anybody out there. Minus Shauna having a baby. But like trauma that was a result of something happening to her. And I've got to say, the scarring on adult Van is quite minimal, given the level of the wolf attack on her face, Uh, you know, using rudimentary tools in order to sew her back up. Shout out to Akila, who may be a plastic surgeon in the adult (laughs) timeline if we ever see her. But also, I wonder if there's some component of did the wilderness help her heal more? Was there some kind of healing kind of built in because she had this belief and protection and it, it, it wanted her to live? So yeah. I, I do wonder if the scar healing, maybe it healed better because there were forces at play to continue keeping Van alive. I don't know. It's totally possible. But how did that scar heal so well? I mean, Akila yeah. absolutely just could not have done a better job stitching her <laughs> face back up. And God, without yeah. painkillers, oof, I don't even know. I don't even know yeah. how anyone could have survived that level of pain yeah. in the wilderness. So, eek. yeah, I mean, and it wasn't even a needle. It was like a hook. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hard to hard to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um. The Night of Doom Coming, episode nine in season one, uh, Lottie says we won't be hungry much longer. And then the following morning, the bear wanders into camp. Lottie easily kills it with the knife. And I think that was yet another step where Van is continuing this like worship of Lottie and realizing what does this girl know? And just by supporting her is helping her character again stay alive giving her these nine lives um yeah the look on her face in that moment like said everything like she was looking at her like in awe of her and i thought she was thinking like she's a badass like how did she just do that like that was insane that was insane the fact that she took a knife and walked up to a bear Oh my God. Crazy, crazy. And, and again, it just, it shows that tie between her and Lottie even more. Um, Still can't get over the bear. And of course we know the bear was not Javi as people were speculating (laughs) in season one. I'm so glad some of those season one theories have just finally died down. Wilderness baby, of course, you know, being another one of those. There's also the bird incident where all of the birds fall out of the sky and Who's the first one that's gathering the freaking birds for gifts and yep. laying them at Lottie's feet? Van. Yep. All Lottie had to say was, let's gather his blessings, which even now I'm still trying to make sense of who he is. Like, why do you keep saying he? I don't think that she was referring to Shauna's baby because she did think that Shauna's baby was a boy before Shauna's baby was born. But to me, that was something else entirely. And that like, yeah, Van was one of the first ones to get down, pick up those dead birds and lay them at Lottie's feet. And back to season one for a second, when they eat the bear, a lot Van says, like, should we say something? Like, should we say grace essentially Mm -hmm. and she looks to Lottie in that moment and asks Lottie to be the one to do it so again 
she's leaning on Lottie and leaning into this belief that Lottie really has some weird tie to the wilderness, which is entirely possible that she does. But Van really, really strongly believes that. And she asked her, like, how did you know that we wouldn't be hungry much longer? And Lottie's like, I don't know. I just did. And that seemed to be like okay of an answer for her. Yeah. She's- she didn't need any further explanation. She didn't. She's just put Lottie on this giant pedestal as some sort of messiah or oracle or whatever and is like leaning into every word. And, um, you know, in season two, we see them doing these morning prayer sessions Mm -hmm. where, I mean, even Van has convinced Thaisa to go out there because – you know, I mean, Ty's not having the sleepwalking anymore because Van, of course, is kind of helping her with that whole situation. But um, yeah, season two, Van buys in even more. She's kind of happy at times, it looks like, with her and Ty. They have some heart-to-hearts and, you know, really expresses to Ty about cheating death multiple times and hopes yeah. that there's some, you know, bigger meaning to it. And it does appear there is a bigger meaning knowing what we know now about adult Van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh. And even Van's season two journey in the teen timeline is fascinating to me because I can't get over when um, Javi dies. Mm -hmm. Javi's, you know, going down in the ice. The ice cold look on Van's face is just kind of a departure for me from where she's been in this headspace the entire time. I did not expect Van to be the one to have that cold of an outlook towards Javi, but it just goes to show the journey throughout the season and the complete buy-in to, we have to be sacrificing somebody. And I think Van could have been the one to suggest the car draw in the first place. For sure. Yeah. I definitely think that it could have been her to suggest it. Um, And like you just said, the look on her face in that moment when she just says the wilderness chose and for I've seen a lot of people on social media say that Van was their favorite character on the show. And that moment like changed their opinion completely of her because she did like a complete, what would it be? A 180? Like the complete opposite. 180. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that made people look at her differently because she just became so cold in that moment. And so cold. And after Javi is dead. And Travis finds out about his death. She has a conversation with him about it. And she says to him, like, I'm happy to be alive. And I'm not ashamed of that. And nobody should be ashamed to be happy to be alive. And then she said, let your brother save you. Like, encouraging him to eat his brother so he can stay alive. I mean, that that got me. That was giving, like, yeah. real fucking horror vibes. I It was hard to watch Van in some of these moments, to your point, complete 180 from the telling jokes, laughing, talking about while you were sleeping, this and that, to new Van. And although yeah. we did get a little bit of Van storytelling and, of course, the episode storytelling when she started to say the once upon a time thing, um, you know, when they did the card draw, she also was like, 
bowing to Natalie. It's like she mm-hmm. she has to latch on to somebody. Uh, she yeah. had a comment here a second ago. Um, Van's normal life already forced her to trust untrustworthy people. It makes That's sense true. for her to have a quick attachment to anything look that looks like a light in the dark. And that was Lottie yeah. for a lot of the season. And then now, you know, Nat at the end of the season, who's then crowned the new leader, the Antler Queen. So I think it'll be really interesting in season three to see teen Van's journey in terms of where she lands. You know, is she going to be on Nat the same way that she was on Lottie for the first two seasons? Um, You know, kind of just buying into everything Nat says and, and what kind of a leader is Nat going to be? I mean, we have so many questions about season three and a while to wait. So speculate we will. Her character arc in the teen timeline I found to be the most interesting just because of that switch that we see and the fact that, like we've said already, that she really did believe in Lottie. And, like, she kind of championed for Lottie to a lot of the other girls and stuck up for her and didn't want anything bad to happen to her. Like like Schiff said, She's searching for a light in the dark. Like, I 100% agree with that statement. 100%. Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hope you're having a great day. Love it when you tune in. Uh, Everyone's (laughs) will to live is amazing to me. I would not have survived at all. And you know what? I kind of feel that because once winter sets in, like, I have a hard time with winter just in the normal world where you can bundle up (laughs) as much as you want and use heat and whatnot. Cannot even imagine being stuck in a cabin with cannibals during the winter. I mean, how, how do you survive that? It is amazing. All of their wills to live and then some luck, like luck and will when it comes to man. So, Oh gosh. And I feel like the Lauren Ambrose casting announcement for adult band might've been one of the most exciting reveals for the show. And it's interesting because a lot of the fandom thought they didn't want to know ahead of time they would have preferred a surprise reveal. But I think all of the buzz and excitement surrounding Lauren Ambrose being cast as adult Van was just what everybody needed between seasons. I I liked knowing that. I don't need everything to be a surprise. And that was one thing I was okay not being surprised about. And like we've said a million times already, the casting for this show is just unbelievable. And looking at Liv and Lauren side by side is creepy. (laughs) They resemble each other so much. And and their personalities resemble each other too. They do. They both embody her like as well as anybody I could ever imagine to play her, to play man. And everybody wanted Lauren Ambrose. Of course, there Mm -hmm. was some talk of maybe Julia Stiles. There were some other um, wishes in there. But I think that the series really nailed it uh, with Lauren Ambrose. Of course, all the casting, like you said, is great. But this one in particular just really felt right. And I don't think there's anyone else at this point we could picture as adult band now that we have Lauren Ambrose. The moment when Taisa and Van are in Van's video shop and... Ty is asking her a question and she makes a joke about Seinfeld or something. And Van says, I'm mixing up my pop culture metaphors because I'm fucking upset. Like I love that. that for me was the line that like cemented that like she was meant to play Van. 100%. 100%. 
And we didn't get to see Adult Van until uh, season two, episode four, which I think yeah. we all would have wouldn't have minded if we got her a little bit sooner, so we could have gotten more Van Ty, of course. But um, it became clear right away. Yes, she still has the sense of humor, but at the same time, she does have these scars, both visible and internal, that her character has had a hard time moving on from. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we hear that she has terminal cancer, and she wasn't even going to tell Ty about it until things unfolded and they went on the road trip to see Lottie and whatnot. But um, that was that was pretty tragic, and it was something we had all picked up on. Right? We yeah. saw the past due bills in the trash yep. we saw all of those medications and really sad for the diagnosis but at the same time of course now we're skeptical that she'll end up dying because she does have nine lives and because yeah. they made a sacrifice mm -hmm. and in terms of the sacrifice you know we all kind of thought that maybe van stopped buying in but the look on Van's face when they arrive to the compound and mm -hmm. she sees Lottie, it's like some kind of switch flipped in her or something. Yeah. Um, it was like she traveled back in time almost. And I feel like when they all parted ways after they were in the wilderness, that there's a good chance that she didn't see her after that until that moment when we see them see each other for the first time. And I feel like Van very much suppressed a lot of what happened to them instead of actually dealing with it. So seeing Lottie just like made it all bubble right up back to the surface. And it's like she's back in the woods again. It is. But at first, she kind of makes comments like, oh, the Lottie that's been in the mental institution mm -hmm. for yeah. 25 years. And it almost makes us feel like she now believes that Lottie, in fact, had some kind of an illness or mental illness or something going on with her, yeah. not these special powers. So to see the evolution from the start of when we see Adult Man in season two to the end, when they're grabbing their fucking mask and going out with a knife to yeah. literally hunt an actual person person in the real world, not when they're in the wilderness and are dying because they have no food. That was kind of mind blowing to me how fast that escalated. Yeah, it really was like she followed Lottie in suit and Shauna was like, are you actually really doing this right now? Like you guys are fucking insane, but they all did it. Like they all still did it. <laughs> They all yeah. went along with what she wanted to do. Yeah. At first, they were doing it to almost humor her. Like, at least that's the way it seemed when Shauna told her to go make sure everybody was in their beds or whatever she said, like, to distract her. And she said, I'm doing this to buy time. But they were going through the motions anyways. Like, Shauna was sharpening her knives. Natalie was burning all the queen cards in the deck. It's like they were all brought back to where they were 25 years ago. They were. And there was conversation with Ty and Shauna earlier in the series about how she, Ty's not feeling it with Simone anymore. And they mm -hmm. talk about this feeling of it. And in a way, I feel like this, this it came back. I think one of the happiest moments in season two was seeing the Ty Van reunion or seeing all the, the women back together, really. But this moment when Ty and Van are embracing and then, you know, we see them kissing, it's a real moment of happiness in a yeah. very, very, very dark season. And 
maybe that also kind of helped her get back to this mindset of being back in the wilderness and feeling that connection again very strongly. Um, and I don't usually root for couples where one of the partners <laughs> is cheating. I just want to say that, you know, I mean, Ty is clearly married. She has a wife who's obviously in the hospital and could be dying. And I do think it sucks. She's not there for her family, for Sammy, for Steve. Yeah. But a part of me always wanted Ty Van to be endgame. I want them to get their carriage ride in Central Park. Mm -hmm. I want them to get their soft pretzel. And I don't normally root for something like that when there's a, another partner involved, but I can't help it with Ty Van. I just can't help it. Yeah, I'm super curious to see what's going to happen to them in the adult timeline. And I'm also very curious to see how they leave things when they're rescued. Like, are they a couple the entire time they're stranded in the wilderness? Or does something happen that causes them to break up? Or be on opposite sides if and when we see the split in the group of girls? That's right. So will they be on opposite sides? Or... Are they together the entire time and then they break up? I kind of think that they might make it out of the wilderness together just because when they talk about Shauna's wedding, yes. they talk about it as if they were there together. So Definitely. it makes me think that when they do break up, it is post-wilderness. But I don't know. I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Uh, Michelle commented and asked, do you think maybe when they're rescued and Lottie is sent away, it's a wake-up call for Van that she thinks, oh, she was crazy when in fact they're all unwell in one way or another mentally? And that definitely could be because it seems like Lottie was immediately sent to an institution afterwards, but we're yeah. not 100% clear. We see them you know, getting on the plane in the 98 timeline, but it is unclear. I mean, they say she was institutionalized for 25 years. so. Lottie probably was not at the Sadeki wedding, I would have to guess. And yeah. her, you know, being sent away like that does kind of bring up this feeling of, especially for Lottie's biggest supporter, Van, was I tying myself to the wrong person? And did it even matter anyway? Because we already got rescued. So yeah. I don't know the answer to that question, but you've got to think that snapping back into reality was difficult for all of them. Oh, yeah. And it would be really interesting to know how connected they all stayed right away and how how far they disconnected. Say Ty and Van were at the Sadeki wedding together. Was that maybe the last time they saw each other? Like, did they stay connected after that? Did something happen at the wedding where maybe that kind of divided them and they went their separate ways? Yeah. I would love more from 1998 through, say, whatever time period we can get away with with these teens in in the um, their early 20s. So, um, oh wait, Michelle, Tani yeah, said in an interview that. they were together after rescue, but from the scene where Shauna and Ty are talking about college, that Ty was with a lot of women. Yes, yes, that is true. So maybe it was like they went together to the wedding, or maybe they weren't even friends or weren't even together at the wedding. You know, because it was a few years later. I don't know, but it does seem like Ty had a lot of experience with other women. Yeah. We don't know what Van was up to, though. We really do not know anything about her aside from. She has, while you were streaming, uh, she has cancer. Her mom died. Um, we don't know a lot about what else she's been up to. So, mm -mm. And yeah. from – it seemed like she lived in Ohio, right? Isn't that where they said she was, in Ohio? Yes, I believe that's where Ty hitchhiked to, yes. So 
she moved far away from their lives in New Jersey too. And I kind of feel like Van with Van, it's very much like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like there was no, okay, let's deal with my problems. It's like, okay, let's bury my problems to the very, very bottom of the pile and then never deal with them until somebody shows up at my my video store that I haven't seen in 25 years <laughs> or 20 years. That's right. And I mean, to the point of like what she does for a profession while you were streaming, it's obviously a video cassette store. So in a way, it's like she's anchored to the past yep. because she's there with VCRs and VHSs, which kids don't even know what they are these days, which <laughs> cracks me up and makes me feel very old. But um, it's like she was stuck in the past with all of these 90s movies that she loved so much. Um, and by the way, it. another opportunity here. We're doing a sticker sheet giveaway, Viva La Van. Let me pull that up here. Anybody who comments with the right answer to the question we posed during the live stream will be eligible to win. And that question was... Um, here on While You Were Streaming, there's a sandwich board in the front, and there's a movie quote from a movie character. Drop the name of that character in the comments to be eligible to win this exclusive Viva La Van sticker set, along with the Yellow Jackets Hive sticker on that sheet, too. So thought we'd yes. have a little bit of fun with our new designs. And we did say that the person that quoted, that said the actual quote, is tied to someone in the Yellow Jackets universe. That's right. That's right. Hint, hint, hint. So do a little yeah. citizen detectiving. Drop your answers. If you're a patron patron watching, there's a separate giveaway. So do your thing. You know what to do. We dropped instructions in Patreon. So don't miss out on doing that. Yeah. But again, back to the subject at hand, Viva LeVan. Um, we definitely saw a journey of this character throughout season two in both timelines. And in the adult timeline, it ended up in a place where we're questioning whether or not this terminal cancer diagnosis will be real or not. Um, will she actually succumb to cancer or not? As Lottie said in the end, um, after they did the hunt um, to tie in Van after Natalie died, we gave it what it wanted. It is pleased with us. Lottie then looks directly at Van and simply says, you'll see. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And and that implies that what they did could possibly end up being beneficial to Van. Maybe her terminal cancer gets cured. And also, how did Lottie know about that in the first place, yeah. assuming that's what she's referencing? So, again, it's this dynamic of is Lottie sick? Does Lottie actually have these visions? Um, I mean, we don't know. But we do know that she is, again, going to be institutionalized. And it will be interesting to see Lottie's journey moving forward. Um, will Van go visit Lottie? Because now she's back into this whole buy-in and feels she needs to be connected and tethered to that in some way in order to continue this hopeful survival from the cancer. Ty does say to Lottie right before she gets taken away, like, you're going to go somewhere for a little while, but we'll, but we'll come and see you. So that makes me think that even if she does get sent away, that that is not obviously not going to be the end of Lottie's story by any means. Oh, no. Um, and that maybe the other adult yellow jackets are somehow involved with what happens to her going forward. 
Gosh, well, this is an interesting comment from um, Good Morning Mayberry Shift. I escaped a different type of cult led by a lunatic when I was a teenager. So glad you escaped. Uh, Van being most devout, then reducing her involvement to Lottie being crazy and refusing to analyze her choice is on point. Hmm. That's interesting. Cults are interesting. And although Van was not a part of Lottie's cult, she was a longtime believer and acolyte in Lottie as a person and how that's translating and how that will continue to translate into Van's continued journey of living these nine lives. I mean, what are we at now? How many does she have left? She almost got killed in the crash. Um, So we have the crash. We have the plane propeller. We have the wolf attack and then the funeral pyre. So that's four. Yeah. Four. And then Maybe the terminal cancer is five. So at minimum, yeah. she has at least four lives left. And we've got uh, three seasons left. So um, I'm dying to know if Van actually survives the entire series, if she is, in fact, this unkillable Yellow Jackets character. Ooh, I like this one. I'd argue that the wilderness was definitely an unofficial cult. Like right? That. With the man as no eyes or like the tree people as some covert undercover leaders there. That is that is very true. If you look at the meaning of a cult and what it is, I feel pretty safe saying everyone in that cabin is part of the cult, maybe except for Coach Ben, who tried to destroy it, we think, we're pretty yeah. sure, and then kind of escaped. So hmm. Another interesting thing that I thought about Van was that out of everyone out there, she's really the only one that has tried to make any sense as to what the symbol means. Like, she was the one that realized that Ty was sleepwalking to these trees with the symbols on them. And then she took it upon herself to make a map of all the trees that Ty went to. And it made the shape of the symbol physically in the wilderness. And she is very convinced that that means something, that that is important. And Lottie was the first one to like draw the symbol, see it, make, try to make sense of it. But Van is the one that's really trying to get down to the nitty gritty and and like figure out like, is this, does this have any impact on what's happening to us? Like this is here for a reason. So we need to figure out why. Right. In a way, aside from Lottie, she's probably one of the most intuitive out there to be analyzing mm-hmm. this and using the data at hand to really try to formulate what's going on. Yeah. And and like you said, with the symbol meaning too, mm-hmm. um, and connecting those dots literally where Ty's walking to the maps and the trees and whatnot, maybe that ends up getting them out of there in some way. We still don't know how they're rescued and this whole cave system is a thing. Are there other people out yep. there? So it's a bit potential that this whole symbol thing could maybe have an impact on their rescue, which would inadvertently make Van, you know, part of the solution. It's obviously very important that she's putting stock into the symbol. Putting stock into the symbol, putting the stock into Lottie, putting the stock into all of the animal symbology out there from, you know, I mean, she's tied to the wolf attack. Then there's the dead birds. Then there's the whole Lottie bear thing, which definitely propels her even further into believing in Lottie. And then the animal symbology in the present day when she's grabbing the mask for the hunt, which, again, for me, this whole part where the adults just escalate so fast and revert to their past behavior 
it's like almost they were hypnotized and somebody said yeah. some secret word and they like woke up and gosh, now that I think about it, I wonder if I should rewatch and see if there's any one word that was spoken that seemed to coincide with this huge shift in all of their attitudes from no, let's just put it off. We'll just yeah. keep stalling, um, you know, to no, we definitely shouldn't call, you know, the um, insane asylum people. That's not the right word. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, asylum institution. The mental hospital. Wrong word. Mental yeah. hospital. Sorry. I have um, American Horror Story on my mind, which <laughs> just a quick yeah. side note, the new season's coming out soon. Season 12, Delicate and Kim Kardashian's in it. And I've never not looked forward to a person being in a show so much as I have with Kim Kardashian being yeah. in American Horror Story. I don't want her presence to tarnish this series, which, you know what? Some seasons are definitely better than others. I'm not saying they're all a win, but I do not want to see Kim Kardashian in a television show, especially one that I watch, and I'm just no, not loving that news. I would have to agree. Yeah. I do not like I it. Hope I hope it's good. I hope so, too. I'm not even sure I want to watch. I don't love that Ryan Murphy had kept going with production during the writer's strike either. That was He yeah. kind of got some flack for that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, back to Van and a very insightful comment from Good Morning Mayberry once again. Van's unstable home family makes her prime to notice alarming patterns that others around her overlook. From the writing to the acting to the editing, she's truly a well-crafted character. Yeah. 100%. Um, again, Liv Hewson just absolutely kills it. And as we mentioned before, acted their way into the second season. The Van character was not even supposed to be make it out of season one alive. And the fact that an actor can be that strong to convince the yeah. writers and the show creators, you know, to keep their character for another season is just absolutely incredible to me. And I love that. Yeah. And you know what, if Liv Hewson did want to be considered for an Emmy nomination, then I feel like they would have 100% earned it. Of course, they did not um, submit because of the gendered categories, but of mm -hmm. course, as we know, we did cover the Yellow Jackets Emmy nominations. We were kind of robbed anyway, in general. Yep. So even if Liv was submitted, they probably wouldn't have got the nomination, which is really stupid. So yeah, not only were they kept on the show, they were promoted to a series regular. Yeah. Like in season one, they were just a guest star along yep. with Courtney Eaton. And Kevin Alves. And all three of them were promoted to series regulars. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. So rightfully. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad that Kevin Alves got up to series regular because he really came through with Travis in season two. I mean, they he all sure did, did. But he sure did. Yeah. It's interesting because we're going to be doing an article for cord cutting on uh, Travis as one of the most hated Yellow Jackets characters, I think, aside from like Saracusa. And it's interesting because the more that we're kind of going down these rabbit holes where typically Travis was looked at as a really disliked character in the show, it does seem like mm -hmm. there's more sympathy for him and his character journey in season two. So um, I feel like that's a very interesting character journey and shift, especially within the fandom. So another thing yeah. we're curious about is your sentiments on Travis after season two. Uh, if you want to drop a comment, let us know. Do you like him more? Do you like him less after season two uh, based on however you felt about him in season one? Um, if you disliked him, did you like him more or less after season two? Something yeah. we're kind of dying to know. So mm -hmm. side note. <laughs> 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 well, 
I feel like we covered Van pretty well. Uh, Viva La Van, as we like to say. I think that we both love Van's character, are so impressed with Liv Houston and their acting, and could not love Lauren Ambrose anymore in the role of adult Van. Yeah. And I'm dying to know about the cancer. I mean, if I'm putting money on it, I've got to bet that the cancer is going to be cured. But at the same time, that's confirming there's some kind of like supernatural element. And I'm just not 100% sold that the show's going that direction. So it's really a, a contradictory feeling I have about it. If Van does die in the series, I don't think cancer will be what kills her. Okay. Something else will happen. And maybe Something there's some kind of like tragic and like sudden, like with Natalie. Right. None of us were expecting that to happen. We were not. And that all goes back to the whole card drawing scene, which again, we suspect that Van was the one to first suggest it. So maybe something else happens in the adult timeline that triggers a chain of events that stems from another card draw, but does end up, you know, making a demise for for the character of Van and it would be unlikely and unexpected, I guess would be a better word for it because now the fandom does think that Van has nine lives. So it would kind of shock us all to actually end up, you know, killing her off. And we've talked about this before. Now that we've seen characters die in the finale of each season, will we see that again in the third season? And if so, Mm -hmm. who will it be? I mean, it would make sense for it to be Van if it was cancer or, to your point, some other chain of events or something more tragic that happens. But who knows? We have no way of knowing for now. Season's not even written yet. (laughs) (laughs) One other thing worth noting is that when the cabin is on fire – uh, Van goes back inside to grab something and she grabs the playing cards. So for me, the fact that she went and grabbed them meant that she was the one that cemented that ritual. She was the one that started that because what, like, you're going to go back into a burning house for a deck of cards, but that deck of cards is extremely important to them now. Extremely. I cannot imagine risking my life for the deck of cards. But again, to your point, it's got to have some kind of meaning. And I do think that that helps solidify the fact that Van was indeed the one that first suggested it. I hope that they give us that deleted scene at some point, Emily. I don't love not having the closure and context and detail about how that conversation came about and who first suggested it. But um, yeah. Yeah. I would Uh, like to see that too. That was, I still don't understand why they left that out. But like you said, maybe they'll give it to us eventually. I hope so. It'd be a nice little teaser to put out or just a little, you know, deleted footage type thing between seasons Mm -hmm. to give us a little something to nibble on. We like nibbling on Yellow Jackets (laughs) content, Emily. Um, And, you know, just speaking of all the playing cards in this, I'm going to show once again, we do have Hive After Dark and some other designs of playing cards in our merch shop, which is yellowjacketshiveshop.com. So do not sleep on getting your merch. And again, our playing card deck does contain all the queens and they all have their eyes, which is a very important um, characteristic in a deck of cards if you're not yeah. on yellow jackets. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, 
Thank you guys for all tuning in. We would love it if you would drop a comment and let us know your thoughts on Van. Do you think the cancer is going to end up getting her? Do you think it will be something else? Has your opinion on Van changed throughout the second season as we've seen them evolve into this kind of cold-hearted character, less uh, a comedian as you know they were in season one? So mm-hmm. we're dying to know your thoughts on Van, and um, we hope you share them. Yes, please do. Yes. And hey, again, we've got lots of fun comment, uh, comment, lots of fun content coming (laughs) up uh, this month and throughout the hiatus. So be sure to bookmark our cordcutting.com slash yellowjackets-hive page. Follow us and of course, Cord Cutting on YouTube so you do not miss a buzz of our exclusive content. I'm really excited about the interview we're doing with the special effects guy who oversaw the build of the pit girl scene in the pilot from season one. I think that's going to be so exciting. I love talking to cast and crew from the show and that's Mm -hmm. definitely going to be a good one. And that will be a cord cutting exclusive. So again, make sure you're all subscribed to cord cutting and, uh, Check out Emily's article on Van on cordcutting.com also. It's a good one, and it really shows the character journey um, of Van throughout the season. So do not miss yeah. that, everybody. Do not miss that. Yes. And uh, the trivia question was kick-ass. Y'all are the best. Well, hey, thank you. And we will end up drawing a winner uh, at some point in the next day or two, and we'll get in touch with them. So thank you for playing our little game. We just kind of wanted to show off some of our really cool designs. This one is by Erin. And again, Viva La Van. These are exclusive stickers for the Yellow Jackets Hive. And uh, we'll give you one final chance to drop your answer to the question. There's a sandwich board outside of Van's video shop while you were streaming, and it has a quote from a movie character. Drop the name of the movie character here in the comments. We'll give you just another minute if you've not done that yet. We've seen a couple in there. And if you're a patron, drop what we asked from the Patreon post. We thought it would just be fun to kind of do something a little bit different, give some of our merch away to celebrate our new shop, which we're very excited about. Again, I am wearing this amazing Buzz 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 shirt, which I've said I would get this tattooed on me. Like, how cute is that? Your phone case is (laughs) fucking adorable, Emily. I love that. Oh, my God. I need a phone case, too. Uh, I just want to buy all the merch. Which I know. That's the problem. I want to buy it all. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it. And we'll be back with more content very, very soon. Yes. So until we spill again.